0: Hello everyone, we're Superhero Stuff You Should Know, and if you think you know about superheroes in comic books,
2: Are you a fan of young adult novels?
3: Have you ever wondered the stories behind the people who wrote your favorite young adult novels?
2: Then join author Eric J. Brown.
3: And Alyssa Lube of Netflix's The Circle.
2: Every other Tuesday on YAOK.
3: Available on all podcasting apps.
2: Woo!
0: Hey, do you have an idea for a podcast but don't know where to start? Or do you have an already existing podcast that you want to take to the next level? Well, check out WeKnowPodcasting.com. From concept development to theme music to editing to logos, WeKnowPodcasting.com is a one-stop shop for all things pod. Don't hesitate to hit us up. We're very nice.
4: Hi, everybody. Welcome to Horror Movie Night. This week, we are talking about a film that I don't think anyone's ever heard of. I barely (laughs) knew this movie called Funny Man, which somehow features Christopher Lee, which is like a dead zone for him in the 90s. (laughs) But let me real quickly go through how I found out about this movie, and then we'll dive into finding out how you guys felt about this movie. But... My friends Mark and Laura traditionally would have a Halloween party every October, and I would put together these kill compilations, and we would play them on the TV, and maybe three or four years ago, I was at one of those parties, and their friend Joey came up to me and was like, yo, man, you need to check out this movie, Funny Man, because it's got a a ton of kills that would be great for your kill compilation. And so sitting on the couch, I went on Amazon.com, saw that I could buy a used copy for under nine bucks. And had the DVD shipped to me. And I watched it and immediately was like, yeah, we could get an episode out of this. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I put it on, on the long list. Here we are now. Scott, you had texted me months ago thanking me for Funny Man. But I don't know if you had watched it yet or you had just Googled the images to send me. It was but- the images.
5: <laughs> yeah, there's, there's an image that I assume that we used. I don't know because I send them off to you and then you do what you will with them, but there was an image where Funny Man is, who's basically just, he's Punch from the Punch and Judy show. Like, let's just get that out of the way. Yeah. They have him looking at a porn mag, like, you know, like looking, he's got the centerfold out or whatever, and it's very obvious that his codpiece is supposed to be a, a boner, but I mean that's his—that's his look. <laughs> like the the cod piece, looks like the front of like uh, the genie's shoes in Aladdin. <laughs> but massive like diaper and and i was just like this is going to be a good time uh this is exactly the kind of stupidity that i stick around horror movie night for
4: and did you enjoy it when you finally sat down and watched it it was all right i feel
5: like it kind of (laughs) had lower expectations than i mean higher expectations than what it what it could actually actively do for me it was one of those movies where it's hard to explain let me see if I can put it into words correctly. It was a good watch that I don't think I'll ever rewatch. I think that that's fair. I think the only other time that
4: I'll watch this is if I have like another weird movie night where there's like a group of people over and I can watch it with a crowd because I feel like this would be like a crowd pleaser type movie. But the only two times I've watched it have been alone. So it's not exactly a left out loud hilarious film. I've talked about on
5: this show many, many times is that like I almost exclusively watch horror alone. I don't consume fresh horror with other people and I haven't pretty much my entire life. Here's the problem with me. And Brian, you can maybe back mm. this up a little bit. (laughs) How much time we got today? (laughs) But but
4: (laughs) my first exposure to horror stuff really was Scream, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I watched Scream, I was like, I want to be Randy. So, like, (laughs) my vision of watching a horror movie is like 40 people in a
5: living room while you're monologuing to them that (laughs) explains so much about you and the reason why horror movie night exists (laughs) yeah so it's like
4: Mm -hmm. it's like for me it's like oh man this is awful i can't wait for a bunch of people to come over we're gonna get some drinks we're gonna get some pizza we're gonna just have a good night and we're gonna watch these bad movies and we're gonna be talking over top of them and we're gonna be laughing affing the whole time and everyone's going to say yay Matt and they're going to pick me up on a chair and go hip hip hooray hip (laughs) hip hooray like it's a Jewish wedding and I'm going to have the greatest time of my life and it's never quite achieved that no (laughs) no
0: it actually is infuriating that's why I exclusively watch horror movies with Matt I will only watch horror movies with Matt or trauma movies because when Matt shows up to my parents house and I'm there and we're watching like a very serious movie, and it's a very serious scene that needs your full attention. He'll just go, "Oh,
1: you know who that is? <laughs> that's the guy from this
0: yep. and that." And then he like looks up and like in the middle of the movie, he's like, "So do you know how they made this movie?" Because as soon as the movie starts, he's got a Wikipedia. It. So he's, <laughs> <laughs>
4: I can't even rebuttal because that's so <laughs> accurate and
0: true. Son of a bitch. So I have to watch movies I don't care about with my <laughs> brother.
5: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is That's, that's what I do as well. Uh, it's just so funny because it's the most honest Matt, who is a super honest person on the show, but the most honest Matt has ever been on the show is being like, I really just want people to think I'm fun and cool. You know?
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. Just <laughs> desperately. Just so desperately. So this movie is one of those movies where you... I don't know where it came from I have no clue anything about this movie finding um, this movie is hard too yeah I know that like the IMDB trivia most of it is just all of the actors talking about how high stoned and drunk they were while making this movie like this was like a party set for them basically and also not shocking Christopher Lees scenes were all shot in a single day of course that's that's pretty obvious but this movie bounces between like actually being Kind of a fun, like the kills are really fun. It's like the same reason why you enjoy a say a Freddy movie is that the funny man's powers are so over the top that, like, he can
5: do anything, he and he's also he can do nothing, like, yeah, he's, he's exactly he's, the, he's like Kmart Freddy Krueger, yes, very much so, but then it's also like
4: very poorly made. Like it's like simultaneously it's a bad movie and I I actually posted a TikTok while I was watching this movie of the actor driving the van while talking in one of the opening scenes cuz he is like first of all like the whole car is shaking back and forth as if he's sitting in a stationary Vehicle and there are just like ten teenagers on both sides just rocking it back and forth So it looks like it's moving, but then he's doing that like comical driving where you're just like Moving your arms back and forth really quickly like how no human being has ever driven a car
5: I like how that took you out of the story when like, you know When I watch SNL skits as a child and I see people driving like that. I'm like, that's just how you drive
4: well, that's how Toots yeah. the Driving Cat drives, and that's totally I uh, See, I
5: wanted to say Toots is the, dri- the, answer, the driving cat. I was like, that is too obscure of a reference for even Matt Kelly. Stupid. <laughs> no. Stupid of me to think that. How dare you? There's also a character who I feel like is intentionally dressed as Velma from Scooby-Doo in this movie. Yes. There's nothing subtle about it. They're like, yeah. here, put this on, this dumpy-ass Velma cosplay. <laughs> and, you know, like, I have a note that says, you know, top-notch Velma cosplay because it's so bad but it, it also is just i feel like velma cosplays have been perverted by yes. TikTok in particular because there are very voluptuous women who are like on there just dressed as velma because it's thursday you know it's not yeah. halloween it's not you know they're like they're like i'm just gonna be the sexy velma and it's i don't get it why why velma uh, glasses yeah, it's like, uh, I mean it's because like nerd chic
4: now. You know what I mean? Like, there like, was like, "No, no, you don't want to be Daphne. You want to be the hot nerd." Like, let's let's hotting like, up Velma. Wasn't this
5: movie from like nineteen ninety four?
4: Well, I think this is just hey, this girl kind of looks like Velma. Let's just throw on the sweater
5: and skirt to finish so the the look. Confusing. I just don't understand. There there are so many choices that this movie made that are completely incomprehensible.
4: No, I mean, the the plot to this movie is incomprehensible. Like, Chris, so it starts with a poker game. I've seen amputees with better hands than this. Christopher Lee, like, I don't, understand, I don't understand how, like, the Christopher Lee stuff even connects, honestly.
5: It was the one guy's brother, isn't it?
4: Oh, no, it's no. Something. Oh, no. Christopher Lee is... He, like, loses a hand in poker and they yeah, get and to go to this mansion or, the, or something. No,
5: he the, he intentionally loses this hand of poker... To give the castle or whatever, the abbey, that they go to for the entire movie over to the guy who he and his wife and kid get killed early on. And then all of the... Um, God damn, I, I'm looking through my nose trying to see like the name of... It's a real spookies energy, almost, where it yes, feels like two yeah. separate movies
4: have been like smushed together. Yeah, <laughs> like- I feel
5: like there's some sort of through line, but... It made sense enough that it was the guy who won the the castle from Christopher Lee. His brother is coming to drop off the guitar
2: or yes. something like that. And yes. then
5: Christopher Lee is like watching. And so I think that Christopher Lee is some sort of demonic presence and punch or funny man is kind of his demon buddy who just yes. gets to go crazy in the the castle. I don't know. And That's man, what I took from it. He
4: like <laughs>
5: funny man pops
4: up into this movie and then from that point on it is like Beetlejuice or Howie Mandel and Little Monsters where they're you can tell that they're just like I ah, just let him go. Like just just oh, let yeah. this actor do whatever he wants and we'll figure it out. Like there's a scene where he's pissing And it is like the most (laughs) comical stream. Like it's like a fire hose is blowing out of his
5: out of his codpiece. Goddamn. It's that is perfect comedy, you know what else is perfect comedy that's not actually funny man is um the the kid gets killed first I believe because he's like yes. oh mommy daddy. Are you having sexual intercourse? Yeah, and are then he gets killed <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah, um,
5: so he gets he gets killed and then the mom the dad gets killed I want to say and then the mom she sees funny man, and then she does this hilarious like intentionally hilarious slow walk like reverse walk away from funny man and it made me laugh so much harder than any funny man line because a lot of his lines i feel like they're they're supposed to be anti-joke type yeah. humor and yeah, very I think that very the joke British that funny
4: man is not particularly funny and yes this is an extremely British movie but then like i feel like the kills the kills do continue to ramp up where it's like the very first one is It's like a bloody movie. There's like a lot of gore in this movie, pretty much from the first kill. But then you get towards like the later half of this movie where like a girl's eyeballs and brain just explode out of the front of her face. (laughs) Like, Like that happens. There's the guy who's like in the Punch and Judy show. But it's like he's buried up to his nose with a bomb on top of his head. And then the oh, bomb yeah. explodes. And it's just like his lower jaw and the rest of his body just drops to the ground. Like, it is so gross the way some of these people get killed. It also makes zero sense. It's so complicated.
5: But man, but then like, there's also the, um, what is she? She's like a... Oh, the medium or whatever. She's like a medium, yeah. And she's like walking around. She's like, got a shitty jamaican accent or something and like at first i could live with it because there were so many other insane accents in the movie but then once it gets down to her versus funny man i'm just thinking like i i'm done i'm yeah can he just kill her you know like but he and then he he doesn't boy
4: does he 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 does that birth scene with her and it's like oh that's right i didn't write that down yeah it is so so gross and also like
5: (laughs) I understand that Funny Man is supposed to be like Punch because there is a legit Punch and Judy show in the movie before the guy with the bomb on his head gets turned into, you know, a, a bloody jawline. And Punch is supposed to be sadistic and kind of like um, misogynistic and things like that. I get it. I don't quite understand Punch and Judy as a Piece of culture but I'm also not British so it's a and that is a very British thing yeah it's like the most British thing the Brits have ever had but besides tea and crumpets I just don't quite understand
4: so and here's another thing here's something that's worth noting this is there's not a ton on the trivia page but the one big one is that this was initially made as a serious horror film however When the actor Tim James, who plays Funny Man, showed up, he started to really evolve the character as being like a dark, anti-comedy type character, so much so that they just threw out the script and improvised the rest of the movie once Funny Man (laughs) shows up, which completely makes sense as you're watching it, because it gets to mean... like Things matter less and less (laughs) as the movie goes on. (laughs) You're just like, yeah, no, all of this is inconsequential. Um, I'll tell you what I could have done without is the funny man striptease
5: scene that went really long and was very uncomfortable. That's what I'm talking about. Like, it's just so grandpa joke level weirdness. And, <laughs> and uh, he's got, like, gigantic fake boobs. And the guy who played funny man has very muscular thighs. They made him shave them for that scene. There's so much fourth wall breaking, too, that I'm just... This movie is a tornado of emotions for me. I, you go from really enjoying some kills to just being like, will this scene ever end? And I don't know. I I have feelings, but You're, I can't. I have to compartmentalize them, you know? I feel
4: like us simply mentioning this movie on Horror Movie Night, which has a modest audience, will be the most attention that this movie has gotten since it came out in
5: 1994. <laughs> Let's not let's not be too crazy. I mean, it did have Christopher Lee, although at the trough of his pre-Lord of the Rings Sabreman um, Yeah, his, his 90s career is insane. It's pretty rough. <laughs> the daughter is playing Game Boy or something, right? And she's like playing it in a room, sitting in a chair in the middle of a room, which is definitely how you would play Game Boy in 1994. And she goes, jump, jump. Funny Man comes in and I think he jumps a little bit. And then he's like, no, no. He like gets the light bulb. He does the finger to the sky, and then he gets jumper cables, and lights are on fire. Yep. And that scene, they spent a lot of money on that scene. And then it's like a lot of pyrotechnics in this movie. So, like that scene, and then when the voodoo lady, her hand somehow morphs into a cannon after after she shoots heroin in it, or I don't quite know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. It is such a such a weird film, and everything is. Nothing matters, like you said. But there's just so much pyrotechnics in that little village where she and Funny Man are battling it out. And the funnier the funnier thing about Funny Man is that they spent all this money on pyrotechnics and didn't have any money for a good guitar for the guy's <laughs> scene when he has his, like... Yeah, like his rock and roll dream. His rock and roll life, yeah. dream, yeah. And they, they have, like, this... this Probably, you know, no name fender ripoff guitar. They obviously, you know, had it as the white guitar in the beginning. They didn't have a second guitar. So they they had one guitar that they probably bought for like, you know, fifty bucks. Then they spray painted it gold and put gold glitter on it. And it is the worst prop and effect I've seen in a horror movie night movie in so long. I, I want to ask a question to Brian. Because we all know that
4: Brian's got a crazy schedule. And sometimes, you know, him being able to watch the movie is a 50-50 a lot of the time. I'm curious, A, if he was able to watch the movie, and B, if he wasn't able to watch the movie, has he been able to what follow a single like thing? Right I, I haven't
0: watched the movie. I have wikipedia the movie, so I'm able to follow <laughs> along. I have Googled the movie, and I did... You know, I was like, man, I kinda wish I would have watched that movie because he does look like a weird hybrid. Like if you just took Wishmaster and Killjoy
4: <laughs> and just melded mash- them into yeah. a single character. Yep, I can like see that.
0: He is Wishmaster with Killjoy's hairdo. <laughs> I really wish I would have watched it. I told I really him Hey, I, I texted
4: you, I said if you're gonna if you can only watch one of the two I think you're going to have a lot more to say about Funny Man.
0: Well, I didn't choose not to watch
4: it.
5: No, you have a... We'll we'll get into that
4: next week for sure.
5: <laughs> and I feel like this is the most British thing I've ever watched. I watch yeah. a lot of Monty Python, and I think a lot of Monty Python is anti-joke kind of humor, but this is just like unrefined monty python <laughs> without is. any actual committee to say hey we should probably cut that joke because it's not funny or it goes nowhere or it's kind of mean or you know yeah, all these things it's, and he's just like the guy who played funny man had complete reign over this movie except for the pyrotechnics so i would say
4: imagine in monty python in the meaning of life i never remember the character's name but there's the sketch about the extremely large man going out to dinner and then at the end oh, of the it... Oh, the one small wafer. Yeah, just, it's paper thin. And He takes the wafer, and then he explodes, and there's gore splattered all over the restaurant, and it's this giant cavernous body cavity with a head still on it and a tiny beating heart that's funny man for 90 minutes <laughs> it's like yeah and that's... that is
5: arguably my least favorite skit that i've ever seen from monty python and oh it's, it's so famous. gross and it is so gross i think that that was what they were going for with it obviously but i think that with funny man we can't give them that kind of direction like they didn't they, weren't, they didn't have a direction. It was literally, no. we've got this cast, and we've got this guy who's just going to do his best British Freddy impression for <laughs> a month, and we're going to put, put it together into basically a kill compilation.
4: Yep. Yeah, I mean, that's what it is.
0: Hello, everyone. We're Superhero Stuff You Should Know. And if you think you know about superheroes and comic books,
2: Are you a fan of young adult novels?
3: Have you ever wondered the stories behind the people who wrote your favorite young adult novels?
2: Then join author Eric J. Brown.
3: And Alyssa Lube of Netflix's The Circle.
2: Every other Tuesday on YAOK.
3: Available on all podcasting apps.
2: Woo!
4: So let's dive into the double features at that point. Uh obviously this was my pick, so I'll go first. I'm gonna go for a layup here. I'm gonna I'm gonna do dolls because it also nice. is a horror
5: film that has a lot of punch and judy imagery throughout and I have a note that says this is canonically the second movie that Matt Kelly has picked for horror movie night that has Punch and Judy in it. And the funniest thing about that is that you've picked dolls twice for horror movie yes. night. <laughs>
4: I love that movie. It's a very important movie to me. Oh, I do too.
5: I'll do mine, but I even though Brian hasn't watched this, Brian, I want you to imagine that you're gonna watch Punch and Judy for the first time, but you're gonna watch it in a double feature. So, okay. uh, I'm gonna go with Elvira because I love Elvira, and I feel like some of her humor is that very dry. At least in the movie, it, it's it's just kind of like it's not anti humor as much as funny man, but it's very dry. It's very sarcastic. And also she kind of breaks fourth wall a bit in that movie. You know, I start with funny man and then I'd polish the night off with Elvira because you cannot end no night ending with Elvira is bad. Fair. All right, Brian, if you're, you're sitting down, I'm
4: like, Brian, since you're home, I'm gonna make you watch Funny Man I'm gonna talk over top of it and tell you all the fun facts, <laughs> but I'll let you pick the second movie that we watch from what you've heard about Funny Man, what are you putting on?
0: <laughs> so I know I I am I know nothing about Funny Man so I'm gonna go based off what I do know about Funny Man and I'm gonna say, hmm I know Matt and Scott thought Funny Man by itself standalone was not a good movie, but what I'm assuming this movie's about is if you add multiple of them you'll get Funny People, starring Adam Sandler. Um, so, <laughs> so that would be my double feature.
4: Um, all right, so we'll dive into the what did we watch this week. I'm going to do something a little different. So my fr- I was hanging out with friends last night and we watched the movie Haunt, which fits a little bit with the vibe of Funny Man, actually. But Haunt is a very mediocre movie, all in all, for me. I'm not sure yeah. if you're familiar with it. It's on Shutter. Oh, yeah. Did you, did you watch that last year when it came out? I think so, and I didn't remember anything about it.
0: But this I think we're Goldilocksing it, although I didn't love it. I think yeah. Scott hated it. You I absolutely hated it. Your yeah. me, just whatever on it, and I thought it was good enough.
4: Yeah. It's I mean I I wasn't miserable while watching it, but I'll absolutely never watch it again. But it gave me an idea for a screenplay that I wanna <laughs> I wanna write one day. I wanna do the Tucker and Dale version of Hunt. Where it is just a haunted attraction and nothing nefarious is happening, but a bunch of asshole teenagers are so convinced that there's something sinister going on that they just
5: murder all of the people working at the haunted attraction. <laughs> and, uh, Matt, it's not a Matt <laughs> Kelly um, movie if it's a haunted attraction. It's no, got to have a dark ride. It's got to yeah. have a dark ride. But
4: I was, as I was watching it, there was like a certain part of me where they bump into a character named Mitch. And Mitch seems to be, like, actually trying to help them. You know that he's not. Like, at this point, you're like, he's also in on it. What's his angle? Whatever. But I'm like, what if he's telling the truth? <laughs> what What if his explanation that what they saw with their one friend was just part of the show and she's outside waiting for them? And they're, like, just completely fucking up everything for everybody because they won't listen to him. And then, like... <laughs> The movie ends like a news report where it's like a group of teenagers massacred a group of innocent (laughs) teenagers just trying to put on a fun little haunted house attraction. It's like the parents like, they just wanted to scare people. Why?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen Fear, Inc.? Yes. That's good. That's a better haunt horror movie. As
4: much as I hate film footage, I liked Hell House um, LLC, actually. I liked Hell House House LLC, too. For like a creepy haunted attraction movie that one was pretty like
0: fear inc and haunt i gotta give credit to haunt because the end credit song was at my wedding although me and you both get yeah, The that. slow
4: piano version of Dracula. yeah that was during uh, hors d'oeuvres <laughs> totally that doesn't make any sense with the rest of that movie also but no. they were funny. just so
5: excited that they got the rights to use Dracula in <laughs> any sense of the way uh, uh song so that they were like mm. Just toss it on this one. Yeah, pretty much. All right, how about you guys? I watched VHS 94. I didn't hate it. I think that my enjoyment of VHS 94 is directly correlated to my displeasure watching Halloween Kills. I hated Halloween Kills so much. That, I, that the bar was so low that there was almost no way for VHS 94 not to, to just leap over it. Um, I don't think, I, mean, I really disliked the, um, the wraparound story for VHS 94. You don't need to reinvent the wheel every time with, I mean, the acting is never going to be good in a VHS movie. And so we need to focus on leaning harder, we, you know, like, uh, when we make one. Us, yeah, we'll- <laughs> yeah when, when we make our own VHS. No, uh, but I feel like the people who produce VHS movies need to just really lean into the fact that they are goofy as hell. I like the goofiness of some parts of each one of the segments inside of the wraparound, but I really have to give a, an admonishment to the first one. The concept is that this... TV crew goes down in the storm drains and they're talking to basically you know like the chud you know yeah. they're they're not actually chud but they have like a rat god down there more or less. I have to admonish whoever made that for not giving credit where credit is due because they absolutely stole WNUF Halloween specials mojo. You know, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. And Chris, that's a feather in your cap because someone loves what you do so much that they're willing to throw caution to the wind and and do a really poor impression of what you do with your movies. So there we go. All right, Brian, let me, let me
4: throw to you because, you know, the people who are watching the video that are paying on Patreon, I noticed a very clear visual cue. And you already made the Goldilocks comparison once with haunt. But I think when it comes to Halloween kills, there's also a Goldilocks situation <laughs> happening where one of us hated it. One of us thought it was just all right. And I, I think you over there loved it.
0: I wouldn't say loved it. <laughs> I, I definitely wouldn't say loved it. I, I enjoyed it and I had a lot of fun watching it. As everyone knows, Halloween is my favorite horror horror franchise. Yeah. Some people, when they have their favorite franchise, they either hold it to a higher standard or, or they're more forgiving. I am definitely of the more forgiving aspect. (laughs) I think the reason, I think a big part of the reason, I'm not defending it for not being a great story, but I think a part of the reason that everyone hates it is like Halloween 2018 was so fucking good.
5: Coming from the guy who also likes the Rob Zombie Halloween movies though, (laughs) so. Rob
0: Zombie's Halloween is not as bad as the remake of Poltergeist. (laughs) Have you watched the Poltergeist remake?
4: Not yet. I, it, it, I want okay. to just because I want to see how bad it is because I've heard nothing but, like, it is unwatchable.
0: Imagine if they remade Jaws, but mm-hmm. it played out like Halloween Kills, right? <laughs> Which misses, like, the entire mark of Jaws, right? Yeah. Like, like Spielberg's horror, short-lived horror, it's all about, like, the tension, the suspense, the the, the feelings of individuals completely throws it out the window i'm excited to see how bad it is but the only other thing i watched because i only have like 10 minutes a day is i was a big jackass fan growing up <laughs> so i've been slowly watching the movies and then i started rewatching the show and i cannot recommend the show to anyone outside of like die hard skate videos because that's really what the show is. It's like you forget because yeah. you look at the movies. The show is so different from the movies. <laughs> yeah. You would hate skate videos, Matt, because you, like you said, you love talking to people about things, you know, Matt. <laughs> yeah. You know, Matt, mildly autistic, tastefully talkative, Matt. <laughs> um...
3: <laughs> Holy shit.
5: Have you been sitting on that?
0: No, I just kind of... <laughs> The cool thing about it was, like, skate videos, like, those VHS tapes is, like, they were, like, getting your own one-off thing. Like, you and your friends that had that tape, if you were to travel and be like, hey, did you ever see the skate tape? Like, nobody fucking saw it, right? Like, you guys just somehow got your hands on a random skateboarding tape of, like, minor. Now, obviously, there's, like, celebrity, like, there was a Chad Muska skate tape that I had, but I'm, like old school skate tapes that had like the bad dubbing and shit. They were like treasures to me. And that's what watching rewatching Jackass does. But I literally put it on and be like, I'm going to watch one episode and go to bed. And I'm just so exhausted. I literally made it like eight minutes per night, but it still brings me back joy.
4: But all right. Well, that was funny man from 1994. Tune in next week for one of Scott's picks and we may have to say goodbye to a friend for a little bit. So stay tuned for that.
2: Listening to the Geekscape
0: Network Hello, everyone. We're superhero stuff you should know, and if you think you know about superheroes and comic books,
2: Are you a fan of young adult novels?
3: Have you ever wondered the stories behind the people who wrote your favorite young adult novels?
2: Then join author Eric J. Brown
3: and Alyssa Lube of Netflix's The Circle
2: every other Tuesday on YAOK.
3: Available on all podcasting apps.
2: Woo! You're listening to the Geekscape Network.